He's like, I was so nervous. You couldn't put a nail up my ass with a sledgehammer. <laughs> That was an amazing <laughs> detailed description. description bro. Once you heard Undertaker start talking, you kind of like, why? Why didn't you start that way, man? <laughs> why, why all the Welcome to Master Country. What's happening, people? Episode thirty-three. I think. Not really sure. Episode thirty-three. Welcome, everybody. Nice to have you here. Thanks to all, everyone listening to us. Thank you to all of our viewers on YouTube and our listeners across all the socials. The socials. The socials. Are it's tense. your boy, Adil. What's happening? What's popping? I miss you. We want you to make it light this week. Bullshit. As always. <laughs> As always. I got the homie Turks. Hey. Our household cat. I got the homie Shams right in front of me. Hey, yo. Still alive, still kicking. The answer to all the viruses. <laughs> <laughs> the vaccine. The solution. <laughs> The sun and the sea, when they come by, they can see the sun, and sun, they, sea. Yes. Oh, all right, that's enough. And they kill okay. the virus. And they kill the virus. All right, good times. What's happening, fellas? So, How you doing, buddy? What's popping? What's happening? I miss y'all. I saw y'all yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long ass week. With but you. I saw it yesterday, but it was very positive, though. Yes, it was. Yesterday was very positive. It was one of the first times I actually look at your face and I think, okay, this, this was worth looking at y'all. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Such I, a change. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, it and I, we should not accept that. Mm-mm. This should be like a once every year thing. Nah, no, it's gonna be. Once. It should be our period. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I don't think you know how periods work. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Not I'm gonna start ones, with this. Not the ones in the books. Since Manticum says I know everything about you guys for the last couple of days. How about yeah. we just start real quick? Go ahead. Sure. Good. All right, I'm gonna start with Warner Music. Okay. All right, you got you know Warner Music. No. Warner so, Music. Warner Music, the company. Okay. The the giant of uh, the of, music of industry. Music industry. Okay. Warner Music Group Corporation. Is close to agreeing to buy a, min- a minority stake worth two hundred million dollars of Rotana Music. Interesting. Okay. Uh, whoa, whoa! Does it, does it tell you what the percentage is? Not yet. Okay. They're, they're in final talks. Uh, they they reached out to His Royal Highness Prince Wied Muntalal. Shout out to Prince Wied Muntalal. Um, and mm. uh, they no one got any comment back, but they're saying it's in the final stages. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so how does that work? They come here. Do you want to know how I figured that out? How? Because I was watching the stock. Okay. <laughs> and then someone told someone, and then I found it through okay. the 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 vast of bullshit that I've been going through. Interesting. And I was like, what? And then I started looking it up. Then I found the articles about it. And it's not actually to be a thing. So they're in the final stage. I think like they should be. They said it might be announced by the end of this week, or maybe like it could have been announced today. I have no idea. So who, who do you, do we know who Warner like? What kind of record collections they have? They are, Warner Music is the biggest one. They are the biggest. Yeah, they're the biggest. Okay. They, you, when you think of Interscope and everybody else, they're, they're one of the giants. So mm-hmm. if Warner run that decides, okay, look, here's the thing. If you've been paying attention, the music industry has been shifting in silence. It's been more, okay, how has it been shifting? They've been buying out people's masters more and offering them shit load of money. We heard, or at least a huge percentage. We heard that about Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Yes. And it's still... No one explained exactly what's going on, but what we heard, he sold a certain percentage of it only. Some people say the whole thing, but I don't think it's the whole thing. A hundred million for the whole Little Wayne and Cash Money record and Young Money. It's a little bit too much. What do you mean by too masters? Little. Too little. So when you record, you get the masters. Basically, it's yours. This is your own intellectual property. Mm-hmm. When you give it to a record company, they own it. After you pass away and they play, they make the money off of it. It's theirs, not yours anymore. Yeah. You get yeah. a percentage off of it. Yeah. If you own all your masters, like for example, do you remember Macklemore? Mm-hmm. Macklemore, Chance the, the Rapper all of them they became a big deal because they were people who were not part of 
uh, a music industry. They just license theirs. Okay. And they own 100% of all their music. Mm. Masters is a huge, huge deal, especially if you want to live on. When Jay-Z left Rockefeller and, and he had a huge fight with, Day, uh, with Damon Dash. He took his Masters. Damon Dash owned the Masters. Mm. So they were going back and forth. He was trying to get his Masters back. It took him a minute to, to okay. actually get that. Yes, back. and he paid a lot to get that too. And the, and the idea is basically if you own your Masters, so anytime your music gets played, you, st- you are the person who makes the, the royalties off. Yeah. So if the label has them, so then the label is the one who's making the, the royalties. Basically. If you are, if you have a big heart and you think you're very strong, Go play Marvin Gaye music somewhere. Oh, <laughs> really? really? Marvin right, Gaye's yeah. estate is very well known in the industry of chasing everybody. Being the most difficult. If you if you start a song with something that sounds like Marvin Gaye, okay, like, which I forgot what his name did, some British uh, singer. Who's the ginger? The British ginger with the guitar. Uh, I forgot there, his name. There's quite a few. <laughs> no, no, there's one <laughs> famous one. He's uh, the leader of the pack. Ed, Ed, Sheeran. <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Right? Yes, yeah. he's the one who got sued. Because in one of his track or some shit like that, it sounded similar to uh, Marvin Gaye and the state just fucking filed a lawsuit. They're very hard to deal with. Wow. We want our money. I've been like, I've, like for years, I've been like listening to people having fights with that state huh. and that state keeps winning. It's Marvin Gaye though. So. It's Marvin Gaye. Yeah. So he has a huge discography. Exactly. A lot of people are going to want to listen. And a lot of people are influenced by him. Mm-hmm. True. Very true. So, well, with that happening, the message aside, so I think with Apple making some new changes to Apple Music to face Spotify, which is still in the work. Um, anybody who owns shares in Apple, who was part of the shareholder meetings, you I think you you heard any about this. Mm-hmm. I'm not part of it. But what I understand is that Apple is working on changing the idea of what Apple Music is and what Apple Podcasting is. This is a goal that they've been working on. They're making a shift there. They're making a huge for, shift. They've been trying for a while. Now, is uh, Jerry, is Jerry Ivey? How, how you know exactly tra- how, how have they been trying for a while though? What what's the shift that you're talking about? They're, I've been hearing about this like, uh, well, all the business meetings they're trying to have to to kind of face what Spotify is doing to their business, which in the streaming sense of point. Yeah, of view. yeah. Okay. And at the same time, you have Before the music they industry. Took, uh, Joe Rogan. They've been trying to figure exactly. that out. Yeah. And then the music industry is trying to figure out how they can make money off of streaming. Mm-hmm. So something is happening. That's, we don't know what's happening. And Warner Music. Yeah, I think someone at Warner Music said that uh, this is, I don't know if it's off the record or not, but he said that we've been looking at the Middle East and how big of a market it is, and we wanted a share of that. And this is the best way for us to enter the market. So if even Warner Music is entering the market, mm. this says a lot. Do you know why? Why? Because when it comes to music here, especially Arabic music, Al-Ghami is key. Number one. It's the boss. Yeah. True. When Spotify is, um, I don't know, uh, you guys know that because I shared it with you, but I don't know if everybody else knows. Spotify was testing like something similar to the Insta Stories. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And Rami's already doing that. Has been doing oh, that. With, art, with artists. Yes, with artists. Okay. Nice. Yes. Okay. So I, I'm thinking Spotify's going to do the same thing. We're going to get to companies stealing from each other in a minute. Twitter, I see Snapchat you. is getting robbed left and right and center. Yeah. So... That's going to be ridiculous to I'm see what Warner Music is going to do. I'm actually curious to see what they bring to the table because, I mean, I feel like there's a huge amount of Arabic music that's just locked in the vaults of record labels, you know, across the region that hasn't really made it to the transition to streaming. So I would really like to see that happen in the sense of actually... I disagree. To, there's a lot of everything that we have already on Al-Ghami. I'm talking about a lot of the old school stuff. You were talking about the old school stuff too. Yeah. Open up Al-Ghami one day before you speak money. <laughs> no, I remember looking for a couple of Feirouz songs and not finding them. On, Don't on, worry, I got you. Okay, so that, that, was, that was the thing that brought it to mind. Like, okay, these are songs that, okay, are quite well known. I'm not finding them. 
on Spotify specifically. That's what I'm talking about. Good times. <laughs> so we were not speaking about Spotify. Okay. So here's the thing. Don't be fooled by it. Warner Music is not here to make you rich. Warner Music is here to capitalize. So if you've been going solo and you can stay solo and you can hold on and build on your craft, do that. Do not jump on the ship of, yeah, Warner Music. Let me jump on Rotana now since it has Warner Music. They're going to come. They're going to shout, take everything that's available in the market. So just keep eyes open. Mm-hmm. I know some of you are going to have to basically sell your souls because you want to for the fame. But that's the music business. Yeah, just don't ruin it for everybody. Yeah, let's just say that. Speaking of that, I was, I was on Sirius Insta Live yesterday. What a vibe. <laughs> I came in. I actually saw that. I was, here's the thing. I jumped in for a few, though. I came in to cause havoc, as I usually do, as past the cups. Yeah. Okay. And then I came in, I saw G talking, I saw Saud and talking to one of the homies, and I was like, oh, Katya bitches. <laughs> Just do this without me? This is a good conversation. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Like, oh, what's this? What's happening? <laughs> so then I was going to jump in and be like, you know, the asshole that you are. No, I'm not going to be an asshole. It was in the name of Pasta Kepsa. Mm. Being, I was an asshole for all of us. Yeah, as a collective. <laughs> and, and, and as a collective. collective. Exactly. And then freaking Mansoud, he kept playing like beat after beat after beat. I'm good like, stuff. all right, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, just, it went from me trying to figure out what to say to him. I'm just like, Mm-hmm. I'm just like, bopping my head like, to everything he's playing. I'm, I'm here to actually enjoy this, not to, not to ruin this at all. <sighs> great, great. I, I just can't wait for the things that's coming up next from Sarah, to be honest. I, I actually jumped in on a few for... Jeed was uh, posting, yo, play this, yo, play that. And I was like, Jeed, he's not Siri. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you have your own tracks, homie. You need to be listening now. <laughs> like, this is where you're listening. This is where you're sitting down. You know, we're having a conversation. And Jeed's like, yeah, but this is like that. This is like that. And then he's like, play this. Play that. Mm-hmm. This is good. I'm like, yo, it's not serious. All right, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the homie Jesus, man. We love you, bro. I have I haven't called you back. I'm sorry, homie. You, he's been, gonna hear yeah, it here. Yeah, exactly. We've we've been working. We've been working. So like, yeah. Let's postpone till next week. Exactly. <laughs> if he idea. doesn't see this episode, it's gonna be a problem. I gotta send him a message. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, that's what I want to say about Warner Music. Mm. Uh let's stick something around the, something else. What else uh, I, I wanna go to the Insta stuff. I wanna go to something else around here. Uh something that's really, really great. Have you seen what Poland's been doing lately? What has Poland been doing lately? So Poland and certain cities, Warsaw and a couple other cities, they decided that, you know what? We don't want these advertisements everywhere on the buildings. Kick them out. Oh, no way. Yeah. Well done. Okay. They went to museums. They went to everything that's like, you know, all these huge billboards on buildings in the middle of the streets. Okay. And if you pass by a museum, you see on the windows, like it's all just like advertisements, gone. And they just did it like that? No law. Removed. Nice. And it cleaned wow. up. And the goal of it is just to clean up the uh, the city. It's visual pollution. Exactly. Basically mm. is what it is. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. And we don't have that problem here. Not to that extent. Yeah, not to that extent. Not to that yeah, extent. not to that like when you walk around like London or New York, it's like, when you go to Times Square, like what the hell, man? Times Square, I would avoid going to Times Square. Yeah, honestly. that's a magazine. Yeah. That's not a street. Exactly. That's not a street. Yeah, but you yeah. do not avoid going to Times Square. That's I, where something you should all I, go. I check. I would pass by. I'm like, okay. You I just would, said avoid. I would. I would avoid it <laughs> yes. on a regular. It's something that I would pass by. And you take go a to once. Exactly. You check out, and then you go. Nope, exactly. not for me. Exactly. That's like, it. I'm not gonna come here again. Probably. Yeah. Not anytime soon. I, I I always remember when I totally disagree with you. But keep going. Really? I always, As a tourist, you would want to go, but especially late night. And I, when we talk about mm. when you talk about uh, billboards, I always remember how when you drive sometimes in Egypt, in Cairo, in the streets. Yes, that is that is the definition of visual pollution. Oh my god! As of like literally having them going all the way up. The Bro, I remember when I was in Egypt, I was driving down. I was driving down. I was with my driver, 
I mean, being Uber. driven down. <laughs> I was with an Uber. Do they have Uber? Anyway, so so Suffered. he was what's the name? I was we were going to this place that I can't mention, and then I was going. There was like six, seven like complex buildings, right? Apartment complexes. There's like all around, and it had one advertisement divided into all the buildings. Wow. It was Muhammad Salah. Wow! I swear to God, yeah, that's actually that's no, no. Actually it was cool. some candy. It was, was so, yeah, an ad. It was oh. an ad. It was an ad. And they had his face, and it was literally divided up on on all the buildings. Yeah, that candy's selling. <laughs> people <laughs> buying that candy, bro. Like people are buying that candy. Oh, that's about it. I thought that was amazing. That Honestly, is I, I, it's it's a movement I would love to see happen across different cities. But then again, there I think there's too much money involved in it. So yeah, I want to see that on the internet. To be honest, Just remove all the ads again. But how are they going to make money? There's too much money involved in it. Like right now, when you're when you're putting like the ad blockers and stuff, they're they're always websites that you go to that tell you, hey. If you want to come in, like you need to turn the shit off. So there's a, there's always going to be resistance against this. Is what I'm saying. Of course, uh, they want to make money. It's very hard. It's as a businessman, it's very very hard to understand where's the line of me trying to get exposure for my brand, and where I'm being khafif. putting my shit every single corner, and then every time you open up your phone, I'm in a, in a sponsored ad or whatever. It's You, I don't know what's the balance. Well, it's accepted because you're used to it because you've already grown up with it. You've seen but, advertisement. Yeah, everywhere. but it's not accepted. We ignore it. It's not accepted. Dude, so. I remember there was this game on Xbox. Okay, I don't remember what the game was, but at the beginning you had the start menu. It was a cityscape basically, and one of the buildings was was very close, and he had a billboard on it, and and that billboard kept changing every week, depending on who's putting ads in that game. It was That's sick. Ridiculous, That's too much. Bro. That's too much. Games, They're ga- everywhere. Games, games have been doing it for, for a minute now. Games have been doing it for a couple of years. Like having that. No, no, no. Games have been making no, money off of not skins. Not an actual billboard on a building in the start menu. Not that the start kept menu. changing. Yeah, not in the start menu. Like I yeah. remember having uh, Call of Duty, I think, like in the middle of the game, some, some of the levels that you go to have advertisements like in the middle of the levels. I don't remember that at all. But at the, at the same time, I think... When you look at the trend of technology and how things started off and how things are going, it's getting more, more difficult to get away from ads. It's not getting easy. Well, that's the thing. That's exactly what I was just asking. Chances is between my words. And how, where do you draw the line? There is no one who can draw the line because different countries and different people are going to have different stats. No, we can draw the line. If we say we don't like it, then people will take action. But the thing is, we always thought, oh, it's not about business. We don't own this building. We don't own this street. Uh, I mean, this is like so we have to accept all these advertisements and you keep walking yeah I mean it's a good thing here at least that if you start getting like random messages and random calls you can just call STC and mobile and ask them to you know block but that's a different thing I'm talking about still spamming advertising. yeah I'm not talking about just spamming I'm talking about as a business where is the line that I, okay explain to you this way uh, so I can give you better context so where let's use past the capsule right mm-hmm Pasta Kepsa, as it is, the greatest brand on the world. It's Maruf. Pasta Kepsa, Apple, and then Rolex. Mm. Anyway. So <laughs> good good list, bro. Good list. The Bugatti, the okay. Bentley, okay. then Rolls Royce. I don't know how it's Rolls Royce under Bentley. I'm sorry. But anyway. There. So let's say when you're that type of brand, when you're that big, you don't have to advertise. Right? Just like Apple, just like Rolex. The advertisement is very specific and very niche in certain places. I mean, Rolex, Rolex is niche and specific. Apple, if they have new products, they'll definitely Hello. go. Now, let's we'll say I was Levi's. I wouldn't, you know, put Levi's aside. I was H&M. Oh, you're going to advertise. 
Yeah, you're gonna advertise. So where is the line that I that I say, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna advertise in this area, or I'm gonna be this is how far I'm gonna spend on advertising in a month. Like, what is it? Is it let me just spam the fuck out of everybody until people hate my shit, or is it you know what? Let me just throw money into marketing, and then whatever comes from it, I'll see what sticks, and I'll, I'll stay on it. Now, throw, throwing money into marketing is never going to help you because you need to have an objective. That's first of all. And when you know your objective and you figure out what your budget is, you need to figure out who you're, who you're trying to target and who you're trying to reach. So there's multiple levels of you trying to figure out what, what it is that I want to do in order for you to do it effectively. Hello. So let's talk about HNM. I'm in the airport. I'm in the streets. I'm on your phone. I'm in your sponsored ads. I'm in your socials. I'm in every single place that you look. So the next time you pass by an H&M, which is very likely to be, you know, depending on the city where you are, it's going to happen, you know, once a week. You're like, oh, let me pass by and see what they have. Mm, so you're wrong. So you don't know, you don't know H&M. So H&M, every single week, there's something new. That's true. Every single week, something new has to drop. I don't know how good it is here in Saudi, to be honest, but I remember in the US and Australia. It's not as good. What do you mean? Here. Here? here I don't know. Again, yeah, I don't know. But I remember over there, man. It was always packed. I remember one that was like down the street in the center of the city that was three floors. And it was packed every single day. There's always something coming. And everyone just, just buying. Cool. Now you have all that coming in. Why are you advertising everywhere, man? <laughs> I have a website just in case. Anyway, that, that question is never going to be answered because I, I, I understand it. As a businessman, I understand it's it. About, I understand yeah, the purpose of it. Awareness. And I understand the idea of brand awareness. And I understand the idea of that, you know, expand your reach and see what you get and just keep going if it's working. It's I not, understand all of that. It's not only about expanding your reach. I mean, why are Pepsi and Cola still advertising? Top of brand. Uh, They're know, already everywhere. Top of mind thinking. Like, I want you to exactly. always be, you know. Coca-Cola and Pepsi, they come to me once a year, twice a year, depending on the occasion. Bro, every time. I'm we, fine with that. Every time we play, we watch a match, yeah. we see a, a Pepsi ad every single day, time. Every YouTube. Thing. No, no, it's the same ad just being repeated. Yeah, because I mean, exactly. that's, that's how. That's because BN Sports has no other exactly. sponsors. Like, that's how, it's <laughs> Pepsi and PlayStation. If it was cheap, a channel would be there. <laughs> but it's not. Pepsi and PlayStation. Like, that's, all that, that's different. Those are the big boys. Mm -hmm. Again, they understand where the market no, is. But the idea hello, is hello, hello, let's stick with it. They understand where the market is. They're exactly where they need to be. Yeah, true. They're not in every single corner. Yeah, true. Also true. So, like, when is it that you think, like, when do when, when do you scale back? Is when people is like, "Yo, man, you're annoying." That's when you scale back. I think that, I know that there are some brands that don't scale back. I know there are plenty of brands. Yeah, there's the some. Streets. There are plenty. They're of just brands. They're just flooding. Not not just flooding. It's that. So you have you have the billboards, right? You have the billboards that are big. You have the billboards that are small. Small ones are called moopies. Okay, the big ones are called. Uh, they're called moopies. Moopies. Okay. It's adorable. The, okay. The big ones, the ones on a stand, are called megacoms, right? Okay. So I know. It's culturally correct. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you don't know the worlds of uh, posters. Uh, these, moopies yeah. and some Transformers shit. Okay. And, me and megacoms, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the that's okay. actual. Mega what? Megacoms. Okay. Megacoms. You got to say it with a gravity. Yeah. Megacoms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay those it's are, calm as in communication because it's huge. That's why it's mega. And it's mega. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Th uh, those are the two. How about moopies? Explain that. No idea, bro. I'm okay. just I'm just giving you the uh, words here. Uh, okay? okay. So I know that there are some people, some advertisers that are literally paying for networks across the city 52 weeks of the year. They never stop advertising. Mm. The only time they actually stopped advertising was during COVID. That was the only time I noticed that some of those networks that I drive by every time I... I Talking about the show of McDonald's, Burger McDonald's, King. Exactly. Yes. You know? So there's plenty of those, you know, that want to always be 
you know, in your face. And you don't blame mm-hmm. them because in, let's say, for example, the food space, there's plenty of competition, right? When it comes to phones, it's all about poaching, you know, people from the other network. I see, I've been seeing STC ads for the past 10, 15 years. Never really got me to switch to STC. Halas, I've, oh, they got me. But yeah. Okay, they got you because not of the ads though, right? Because of the services, because of the payments. Yeah. So why'd you go to mobile though? You know, yeah, reasons. Uh, exactly. Yeah, be honest. Reasons. Be honest. Like, no, they never got me to switch. Actually, no, no. I actually left STC because I had an issue with my line, mm-hmm. and then you know, and then you got all the extra benefits of being a mobiley, mobiley member, mobiley family special, member. You know, exactly. So that's so that that's a bullshit excuse. That I'm not gonna accept. Special, no, but that's no longer the case, though. Why am I still mm-hmm. there? Why are you still there? Yeah, because you're lazy. You're lazy. Unless STC comes to your Isma, here's the new sim. Mm. Give me your sim. You are now a, a member of STC. Nah, nah, you will not go switch. Chash is going to go like, nah, I'm yes. brand He loyal. will lose money. I am brand He loyal. will lose like, money actually, before I, switching. I actually have a good package and I like my package. I'm not changing my package okay. for shit. So that's actually why I'm not switching. Okay. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying, saying, man. Okay. Keep your package to yourself, I got, homie. I got, I got a good uh, deal. Uh, okay. Cool. We we just talked about how these big boys are basically controlling, let's say, they're flooding the market with advertisements, all the restaurants. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. I think it's unfair when the little guy that has a new business that has to go spend so much money on influencers to get his word out can't afford to keep up with these guys in the street. So I think there should be a cap. I mean, by who? I'm trying to be fair. Oh, by the government. By who else? Okay. On yeah. I did it come up. Hey, no, yeah. No, 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 a, I, a cap on how much you can spend on advertisements per year. Hmm. How are you going to measure that cap? Is it is it the same thing applies online and offline? If I'm doing something off no, the streets? No, no, no. Well, I'm talking about just the streets right now. I mean, okay, the, I think the best advertisement has always been word of mouth and will always be word of mouth. Hearing about something through somebody you know, a personal recommendation is always the best thing. So if I was a person, if I was a small restaurant, if I actually started Kabushi, the mm-hmm. way of getting the word out would be through inviting people through a soft launch. I'll throw away a week worth of meals of costs just to get the word out. And that's how I start getting my momentum building. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that's how I, how I would do it. There's plenty of ways to target t- uh, people digitally right now through social media, even though we hate on it, that's the problem. Even though we complain about how invasive it might be, when you're in that space, when you're that player, if you're not taking advantage of those tools, you're losing out because somebody else is. Small businesses are paying more money in marketing than McDonald's. Let me explain that. That's Scale. What, that's, I know it's completely false, but let me explain that. I know McDonald's spends way more money, but McDonald's just wants to be in the conversation. It's putting itself out there for you to just remember that it exists. But if you're a small business, you know every penny you put, you need a return on investment. So, yeah, look, I, I, did, I did your soft opening. Hello? I did the month of influencers. I did another month of like normal advertising and SEOs and stuff like that. Hello? Fourth month. What am I supposed to do? Keep it going. See what I mean? Choo-choo. See, my issue, my issue with the, ad, with the influencers part is... You can't really accurately measure the ROI. Okay, I get somebody to talk about me today. Boom, tomorrow I have a shitload of sales. Okay, after tomorrow, what happens? The day after that, what happens? Like, how can I know that if I'm spending 50K or 100K? The same way when you pay 50K for a commercial, you see what happens after the commercial. You see exactly what's your return on investment. I mean, you can get metrics off the commercial, can't you? Number of people who watch the commercial. Well, it depends. Well, yeah, the timing and so on and so on. But so that doesn't mean that people watching the commercial means they're going to come to you. There's a difference. True, true. Who's going to walk in through the door? Influencers will get people to walk in through the door. 
for sure. A thousand percent. Yep. So that's that goes without a doubt. Influencers are very powerful. It's basically celebrity word of mouth. Yeah. Why would Makeup Forever and Maybelline bend the fucking knee and come to these little unknown Arab girls on the Gulf Mm. and start sponsoring them? Want to jump in on the market? Yeah, because they know that they have more impact than them putting a commercial out right there or putting an advertisement on the mall. That's what I'm saying. It's it has an incredibly large impact, but how do you measure it? And that's well, well, that's exactly what I just explained to you right now. The problem with influencers is not how do you measure it, is that who follows them from where do they follow them? Because that's information that they don't even have. They'll give you like bullshit. They're like, yeah, fifty eight percent of my followers are from Riyadh. Cool. But that's not true. Like, that's not actually accurate. That's not accurate. Any data, any statistic, it's not accurate. If you go to YouTube Analytics, it says demo on the top. We know that much. <laughs> Podcast says demo. Uh, Apple, if you go to Apple Analytics, like, Analytics it tells you demo. I don't remember even the last time we saw our numbers on Apple. Uh, we, we know the shit out yeah. of it. It was so awful. Do they still exist? <laughs> it's so wrong, man. It's not accurate name for a split second. We have more than weird. 15 people watching us on a regular basis <laughs> and listening to us. We know that. And then on Apple, <laughs> and then and on our other feed it says a thousand. Yeah. Exactly. And then we have a thousand people talking to us. Like, all right, who's lying here? Yeah. Okay. We are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hold up. I was, I was like, uh, what is it? Iceland, Poland, Poland. Yeah. I was like, all the marketing agencies. How are they reacting to this? It's a brave new world. Yeah, exactly. How are they gonna advertise? How well, are they? Gonna- uh, well, I need to actually look more into that because all the articles that I found was about that law going into place and it wasn't about uh, people suffering yeah. and taking losses. I wouldn't call marketing people people. But I know. Yeah. But the guy in front of me is right there is a marketing that's, guy. That's, that's why I don't call them people. <laughs> that's, a lot of our marketing friends are like yeah. this one. They're like, yo, what I, the I, fuck? I, I know some good marketing people, but this guy, I mean. Mm. Like sometimes we kind of agree with that. Yeah. Sometimes. <sighs> Good times. Good times. <laughs> that's it. Good times. That's about that's it. it. All right. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for coming. I'm no, joking. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I, got, I still got more. So stuff. today was actually the first day of the FII as well. So today yeah. launched. Yes. It's today a two day event. It's a two day event. And because it's on right now. So that's why we can't give you guys full updates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've better finished. We, we were watching, but you know, we had to do this. So yes. <laughs> you're no longer watching. I know. Uh, they, got, they had Usain Bolt come on. So that's this cool. year, this year, they're actually doing it uh, d- differently. They're, it's called the Neo Renaissance. That's the theme of the year. And because of the whole COVID situation, so a large, I think a majority of the people that were supposed to be panelists and stuff are doing it virtually. So they have this thing called an XR studio, which is like an immersive experience mm-hmm. where you're like sitting down and like you're having, it's like you're having conversation with a full screen with the person on like somebody else, somewhere else in the world. Cool. Is it like Megatron Skype or what exactly? Uh, kind of like, it's like a stepping into, remember that thing where you step into a room, but it's like a stage. So the whole stage is like a screen where it, the graphics change and you can actually communicate with people and stuff like that. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. I mean, you suck We're, at explaining ideas, but interesting. Okay. I just I just yeah. ignored the whole conversation. I don't, I don't understand it. I cool. just ignored it. We'll, we'll, we'll Please show, show me later. Yeah, yeah. We'll show we, I, later. I think I need to see this. Have you heard about Twitter Spaces? Twitter Spaces? Yes. No. Have you heard about Clubhouse? No. All right. So Clubhouse sounds like we're we're about to get okay. We're about to get beaten by a bunch of new apps. Okay, no. So Clubhouse was actually very different than everybody else. Think of Zoom without the video. So it was basically you can create a room, people can come in, you can have conversations. Oh, you're talking about house party? No, house party is video. Okay. Okay. This is just audio. Oh, okay. So it's like Discord. A Discord is text. No, no Discord no, is audio. It's audio. 
uh, gamers use it a lot for chatting and everything. Yeah. Well, the one that I'm on, that booze sent me, yeah. everybody's texting. I'm yeah. here, I'm out. Yeah. I'm here, I'm out. Just, I'm like, all right, bros. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing to say. They're yeah. just letting you know where they are at, at a certain moment in time. <laughs> I'm not part of that scene. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, so it's this new app that's launched in the States and it's been, it's getting popular. Okay? People making their rooms, inviting people on, people have conversations, intellectual conversations. Like also, it. like chat rooms, kind of like that. Yes, but everybody has his mic on all at the same time. Everyone can go back and forth. Okay. Hello? It's still in the rollout phase. Oh, shout out to Shog. Shog, she sent me a message. She got me an invite. I've been waiting to get a, to get an invite on it for a minute. This is Clubhouse. Yeah. Okay. And she got an invite. So thank you so much. Because I was looking at Twitter Spaces. Twitter Spaces is basically that. So wait, uh, Discord is with people you it's know. Not so it's not Discord. It's thing. called a clubhouse don't, okay, no, don't no, mess no. it up he's, talking, he's trying to explain I know I'm not wanting to explain in his way yeah. I want to explain exactly what it is the app I'm separating between the one I mentioned the one that you mm. mentioned that one is works with people you know this one you're telling me works with strangers anyway uh, the specifics of it you can figure out later on because I want to talk about something else that has to do with spaces Okay. spaces is basically clubhouse this is another move like the same way they stole Snapchat's ideas Twitter went ahead like you know what I'm just going to go take over the whole market and say we're introducing Twitter Spaces. Okay. I mean, let me read you the lingo, right? Spaces is a place to come together, built around the voices of the people using Twitter, your Twitter community. All right? Okay. I don't think Twitter understands Twitter, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> spaces are live for as long as they're open. Once ended, they will no longer be available publicly on Twitter. Okay, so it's like a it's like a story. It's like a temporary thing. You need to jump on it while it's there. Yeah, it's someone starts it up and then everybody comes in and has a conversation. Hold on, let me go to their what's name. They have anybody uh, can jump in and have a conversation. That sounds like room audio for, or text. Audio. Oh, mm. all right. Let's go. Let's go to their website lingo. Sounds room for trouble. Honestly. Actually, let's go to the Twitter. Hey, we're live. What up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I hate companies who do that shit. No, they're talking to you. They're having a conversation. Uh, uh, so yeah. yeah, we always walk in and say, "Yo, what up, y'all?" Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what we all do, right? I, I think I say that. Uh, you never walk in and say, "What up, y'all?" Look, like, "Yo, what's happening? What's good?" What to do? What it do? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yours. Yeah. <laughs> what it do, Scooby Doo? We're the team behind Spaces, a small experiment focused on the intimacy of the human voice. Mm. Oh, yo, give me that marketing lingo, the intimacy the, of the human voice. <laughs> it's quite intimate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. knock that out. Okay. The human voice can bring a layer of connectivity to Twitter through emotion, nuance, and empathy, often lost in text. Very true. Oh yes, yeah. Very true. We <laughs> y'all can't even tell my sarcasm sometimes. Well, can I finish my guy? Can please, I finish? Please do. We see this with voice tweets and voice DMs. Sometimes, first off, Twitter doesn't have voice DMs. I never heard of voice tweets. Voice tweets is new. No, it's a couple of months old. What yeah, are you talking about? Like, Almost a year it's old a new now. Feature. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Rather than tweeting, you just put a voice note. And it's stupid. I think this was during COVID, right? Yeah. Like, I think it came out during it came COVID. Out during COVID. Yeah. And it's stupid. Wow. I repeat that. We see this with voice tweets and voice DMs. Sometimes 280 isn't enough. <laughs> and voice gives people another way to join the conversation. It's all about join joining the, the conversation, conversation bro. About it. We saw joining the conversation what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It got too loud. Yeah, yeah, it got too loud and the capital fell down. Yeah. <laughs> Our new experiment brings people together. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. To connect directly in an intimate conversational space. Bro, this marketing lingo is awesome. That's yeah. great, bro. We imagine, by the way, they're doing their thing. Remember I told you no caps at all, whatever it goes. Mm-hmm. Doing the same thing. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah, and you cursed me out. Bro, you need to put caps. You need to put... Th-. And any ask, punctuation, bro. though? Yeah, none. No <laughs> we imagine the best spaces to feel like... Where's it? Huh? We imagine the best spaces to feel like a well-hosted dinner party. Okay. Y'all don't understand the internet? <laughs> seriously? They're trying to build dreams. I'm not yeah. Wait for the next sentence. Okay. 
Y'all rolling your eyes. <laughs> Y'all rolling eyes. We know. But stay with us. This is awesome. Okay. This is awesome. Okay. I feel okay. like I will stay with them. Twitter, you know you're white. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Our new experiment brings people together to connect directly in an intimate conversation. Oh, my bad. I said that. At a bomb dinner party. At a bomb dinner party. Oh, actually yeah, you, you know, every no, time I, every I, time I walk around, I say bomb. Okay, I need to say a bomb. Right I here. Right here, my guy. Right here. The first one. Look at it. And I'm not giving you my phone. They yep. said bomb. At a bomb dinner party, you need. You, <laughs> oh my God. Hold on, you need. You don't need to know everyone to have a great time, but everyone feels comfortable at the table. This sounds like my dinner parties. Mm -hmm. We wanted spaces to have that magic feeling too. No, it won't. How the fuck would it? I'm sitting in my underwear while I'm talking to y'all. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so how does this first test version work? We are giving spaces to a very small. Now, now they became a company. Okay, mm -hmm. we are giving spaces to a very small feedback group. People in the group will be able to create spaces for their followers and other people on Twitter to join. They'll have full control over who can, cannot speak in their space. There we go. All right. Okay. Other features we're testing, reactions similar to hand gestures. I don't know what the fuck that means. So it was like, hey, look at me. I'm here. A very early version of live transcriptions. You're going to have a hard time getting me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I they got y'all. Yeah. <laughs> they, they wrote y'all. Yeah. Reporting and blocking. Okay. Sharing tweets and spaces. So I bring a tweet. Yo, look at what this moron said. And then we, everybody, we just got on it. Okay? okay. Anyway, we'll be mainly using DMs at Twitter spaces to communicate with those in the feedback group. But we might share some updates and insights too, which reminds us we should introduce ourselves. The people tweeting are, he gave me like some weird names, a product designer, a researcher, uh, an engineer. We're only representatives of a much larger team. We're, we're following some of them. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. It's awesome how you were giving me y'all, bomb, medresh. And then when it comes to the, oh, you, you want information about it? Other features. It became white Wait, again. When is this coming out? Uh, it's already rolled out right now. Okay. Uh, as a demo. And uh, some people are on it. Uh, there's uh, Shog that follows us. Uh, she's been like in good touch. I've been following her also. So I've seen what she's been doing. Okay. So she's on both, I think, right now. So I create a room. And I invite people to come and talk to me. Mm. And I can only... The people, the only people that can talk are the people that I invite. Them. You no, the only people that can talk are people that you allow to, talk. to speak. Okay, <laughs> okay, yes. sounds very like a gay French emperor. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> you, <laughs> no. You shall speak now. <laughs> okay, so that sounds. I've good. had enough. <laughs> <laughs> if enough of you now. Now you uh, try this new thing. Laugh with the mic in front of okay, you. No, okay, that, <laughs> Why you have to run away? I'm, I'm, I'm curious how, how many people will allow in. That's that's the question, I guess. Uh, I think Clubhouse is around like eight or nine or ten or something like that. Some big number. Okay, because it might get a little bit too loud in there. Shamsi, this wasn't made for you, bro. No? No, this wasn't made for you. I'm, I'm interested to see how it works. No, no, intimate goof. That's all it is. Really? You come, you get, you get peaked. You get it's like, yo, I don't like this, man. This is trash. I think I'm going to listen. Have any time. of you uh, been to like a Zoom party? Thing. Yes, not a Zoom party, but I've been on Zooming. I've been Zooming. But you haven't been like through those, like, oh, everyone speak, speak amongst yourselves kind of thing. A handle. That sounds a handle. That sounds like hell. Well, how, I have, how, like, how does that work? I can't do that. Actually. You, you got like multiple screens. Okay. Like you can skip through pages with faces all over. Okay. And there's like groups of people talking. I haven't been on one. But they look like a nightmare. Who, who are those people? Uh, I people think Turks is talking about webcam girls. I think there's a no, different no, conversation. Right. Turks. 
Is that Omegle? That does not have Do you have coins? Do you have to pay with tokens? I think everyone was trust. Okay. Does it kitching? Does it sound a bell when you give money? Does it twinkle as well? Turks, when you're talking to people, do you have to go to a private room? Wow. <laughs> Just yeah. asking simple questions. Does it does it get hotter in the room as it goes no on? No wonder mm. they were naked. Yeah. Well, that, was, that makes sense now. Are but, there any bodies? Anyway, okay, so <laughs> I'm not gonna go that far. So during 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 COVID, we did like uh, a Zoom eight. That's what we did. So during eight, we had like an okay, hour. that's a Zoom party then. Okay, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's exactly what you said. But not everybody was talking at the same time. How many how many screens were there? I was on one screen. Yeah, and there were. He was on his phone. You were? No, yeah. no, I was on a laptop, and there was like a good fifteen screens in front of me. Was everyone talking at the same time? No. The champsies when they talk together they're like prisoners. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're just standing there. We use emojis that look like hand gestures to ask for permission. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> so like you know, someone's talking champsies like this for like five minutes, like, wow. <laughs> just raising his hand, oh, <laughs> waiting for his turn. May I, sir? <laughs> so you guys already have Twitter spaces, man. Exactly. Yeah, his family's Twitter spaces. See, to be honest, I joined it once, and I was okay. like, okay, this is this is not fun. We should do then this. We like, should do this in person. Yeah, like, I, exactly. I, I love that's you why all. you won't like uh, Twitter spaces. It's not going to be yours. And that's your the kids are going to hate you in the future. I'm going to tell you right that's now. That's going to be the same experience, dude. No, no, no I'm going to tell you. Your kids yeah, are going to hate I you. I think it depends on... Any this. new feature that's automatically just disqualified? No, I think I think it depends on the space, like the kind of content that you're craving. Like I would Is imagine, Zoom dying out? That's what I'm asking you. No. Zoom dying out? Hell no. Is no, it no. dying out? Was it just not, a product? Not now. Not now, but it will, it will, it will hit. It will what, be- was it success a product of the quarantine only? Yes. But then once quarantine is over, they're gone. People are still... Well, the, well if, that, if, if you... If you want to see that, you have to look at their stock. Okay. You know what? Let me roll up right now for you. Yeah, check it out. So their what stock I, what, hit hard. Go ahead. My bad. What I'm thinking is uh, maybe Twitter and uh, what was it? House Party? Not House Party. Clubhouse. Clubhouse uh, saw the potential in that and tried to develop uh, an experience around it. In what way? A new Zoom had that idea of having like a Zoom party where everyone can chill and, and, and have cut, a conversation. Like, exactly. But now that people are out of quarantine, nobody's using Zoom. But is there still a need for that experience? For the Zoom experience? Yes. I mean, Zoom. for the Zoom party experience, because that's what they're. The giving. Zoom wasn't the party that made it pop. Zoom made it pop because it was work. easy for work and it was, it was just, uh, yes, much exactly. better than everything else. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I agree. So, but for that, you already have established uh, programs and apps that uh, give you that experience. The fact like that, Zoom, like, like Skype, Zoom. you mean? Yeah, you got Microsoft Teams and you got WebEx and you got. Well, I think things. Microsoft Teams is uh, it's a subscription. It is. It's it's companies. Yeah. For so, business, I think the companies are already gonna. So have if that I work alone, do I have to buy my own subscription? Or from all basically, I'm mm-hmm. a small business. Yeah, I'm a small business of one guy. Yeah. yeah. That's the same uh, well, logic of Photoshop. And let's look and at Zoom. All right, Adobe Zoom too. and twelve and the twenty fourth of November, twenty nineteen, it was valued at a per stock was seventy four dollars, and went down to like sixty nine dollars, sixty seven, sixty six. All right, now let's see when it starts climbing. Climbing in March. Nope. It, at sixteenth of January, it was a seventy five. Second of February, it was eighty six. Twenty okay. third of February was one hundred and five. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. It was much earlier. March one hundred and ten. And it started peaking at April as a 151. And from there, it just went ridiculous. June, it was at 266. There we go. All right. Yeah. And then in August, it went down to 231. And then in September, it went to 500. That's what I'm talking about. What? Okay. In September. In September. All right. 
And then their highest peak was 18th of October for $568 per stock. And then now, today, as of now, it's $379. It's still way much higher than it should be. Yeah, but you know, but again, it dipped. Yeah, it dipped. And if that's to answer that question, I think if they're going to force businesses to keep open from now on, I'm talking about abroad, and companies will be forced to stay open. Not forced, but like, you, know, you have to live Encouraged. with COVID. Mm. You have to live with COVID. And companies say, come back to work. Yeah, Zoom is going to be dying out. That's the only way. If they're still quarantining countries, the people still on lockdowns, which is what's happening right now, yeah. Zoom's still going to survive. I think this, this so, I th- so I think it'll float down to 200s, maybe. And then I think it'll stay on that for a minute before it drops down again. To every, like, I don't think it's going to see 60, 70 unless there's... Well, right now in the stock market, I feel like there's a bubble that's going to burst soon. Yeah, but it's gonna hurt us. you're still talking about the business side of Zoom, but there is still the, the demand. He's talking about the demand. Are you that's what you're doing? No, no, it's uh, technically, yeah, there is a demand for Zoom. And, and right now it's purely business. Nobody's still using Zoom to socialize. Back no, in quarantine, no, no one ever used Zoom to socialize. No, back people, in quarantine, people did. People use Zoom because universities were using it, companies were using it. And since I'm already on it, let me get other people to get exactly. on it. Exactly. Yeah, that's about yes. it. But that wasn't. And that social aspect is gone now. No, but if you want, I don't think that this was a big piece of their pie that they were focusing on having Zoom parties or whatever. I think it's just people doing that. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a thing on the internet, and it wasn't something that that was always happening over there. And I mean, if you want, if you wanted to talk to somebody, I'm talking about myself. If I want to talk to somebody during quarantine, I would just FaceTime. Zoom was specifically a work function. Yeah, but we, the guys, we had like we we were on house freaking, party. Yeah, house party. We were on Snapchat for a while. We were. Like figuring out how to like link up all all of us with different phones and stuff to to hang out, and that's what they're trying to do. But is there still a demand for it? There was a demand um, when I we were in quarantine, no but right now I have no idea. I agree with that right now because yeah, at the beginning of quarantine, no one's going anywhere anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So I think right now people are like, you know what? I had a year of COVID. Yeah. Like, I want to go out. Yeah. I want to see people. I'm, I'm done. You saw Sham say how he went ridiculous and crazy when he was stuck at home. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So imagine that now with everybody out. I don't think you would have had a problem. I don't think I would have oh, had a problem. Oh, was cool. Sham had a problem. Oh, I enjoyed it, to be honest. <laughs> Y'all are living. Yeah. Y'all are living without me. Exactly. <laughs> Live as of Tooney. Life, yeah. life is passing <laughs> me by while I am home alone. Oh, man. Great times. Great times. Uh, quick note before you bounce. Turks doesn't like talking about politics, so I'll try my best not to talk about politics. Mm. Um... I had a great conversation yesterday with a good friend of mine that's a Democrat. All right. Actually works in the DNC. Okay. High school friend, really great guy. And we had conversations about like random things that's been happening and stuff like that. And I told him, I am not looking forward to your party doing anything. I'm not looking forward to your party socializing with anybody. I hope the whole country quarantines itself for the next four years and not have a conversation with nobody. You're here. And he was like, it's time to get things on the right path. Uh-huh. I was like, you need to kiss my ass. That's yeah. one. That's, the, that's, that's that liberal way. And then we had a good conversation. See, when, when I was a teenager, I had different friends, right? So I had my homies that I used to hang out with and had other people that I hang out with and I never mixed them between each other. And my experiences with certain people are different than other people. So I was telling him, I was like, I was harassed by the police when I was in the States. And he was like, when? I don't remember. Like, well, first of all, I don't live with you. So <laughs> You weren't there. And I was trying to explain to him, he was like, we, we got stopped once and we were fine. Now, I'm going to tell you a story about how we got stopped once. 
All right, I'm going to tell you three stories that has to do with Ada getting stopped. I don't think I ever told you guys these stories. Please do tell. All right, let's go with this. And I hopefully, uh, nah, I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to tell you a story about me getting stopped with someone who's Saudi and someone who's not. And I'm going to tell you a story about getting stopped with two Arab guys and two. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the breakdown. Okay. From Kev. Uh, and I'm gonna give you the third stop that I had with Chris. Okay. All right. So I used to race. My pops, God bless his soul, he bought me a race car when I was in high school, and I used to go on the weekend and race. This was before Fast and Furious for everything else. Okay. This is how far back it was. All right. Yeah. And we're firmly within the 90s. Here. So <laughs> yes. Okay. So we used to go and we race every single week. And now my racing buddies are different than my homies. My homies, they don't give two shits about racing. Okay. It's about making money. When they come with me. There's stacks of dollars with us in hundreds. Okay. Because, oh, you want to race this? Oh, right, how about we race this? And then I make some money because my car was so powerful. Okay. Right? It wasn't like as powerful as what cars are today. But back then in the 90s, I had a good run. All right. <laughs> so we, my boys would come with me and collect money. My race car boys would come with me to talk about race cars and just talk about cars in general. Okay. So these are three different times. I'm going to tell you the first time. It was me, my homie, Masi. Shout out to the homie, Masi. I love you so much. And Hussein, Hussein is Saudi. I, my family were diplomats in the States. So my father always told me, he's like, listen, if you ever get in trouble, never show your diplomatic ID. If you can avoid it, avoid it. We don't want no drama with them. We don't want no problems. And if it's something dumb, just take it on the, on the chin and just keep walking. So I was telling him the story. This, this happened before I bought a car. I think I was 16 at the time. Me and Hussein and Masi. We get in the car. We're driving around. Hussein had a 1989 Cabris <laughs> in the States. It was brown. Okay? okay. Red interior. <laughs> wow. Okay. Staying to his roots. <laughs> right? Done. So we were driving around. He just got his license. Right? He was happy with that car. Masi doesn't have his license. I don't have my license. Right? He's driving. I'm in the back. And they're both in the front. And we're having a conversation. We're putting tape decks in and we're playing okay. random yeah, stuff. Yeah, fun. You're enjoying your time. Okay. Right? Okay. We're driving to a neighborhood. I'm not going to say its name. And then... This is New York? No, no, no. This was in Virginia. Okay. Right? Whoop, whoop. Like, all right. Oh, cop. All right. Saying, you do anything? No, no, we're good. Right, we're good? We're good? All good. All right. Pulls us over. Come. They look at us. The first thing he said, where y'all from? Mm -hmm. right? See some brownies in yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Masi took out his ID. I took out my ID. And uh, Hussein took out his driver's license and uh, registration and so on. I gave it to them. And he looks at him. He looks at me. and looks at our names, all of us. Me and Hussein were Saudis. And Masi is from Afghanistan. <laughs> right? oh, <wow. laughs> like, who are these weirdos? <laughs> right? And then he's like, where are y'all from? So Hussein was like, oh, me and this guy were from Saudi. And yeah, this guy's from... Uh, da, 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 da. And, and then Masi was like, but we're Americans. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's American. Okay, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Automatically pops the doors open. Like, get out. Put us on the wall. Start searching us. Until now, I'm quiet. I give him my regular ID. I didn't say anything. I didn't give my diplomatic. I had nothing. I'm just minding. I'm, I'm listening to what my pops told me. Searches Masi. Nothing on him. Searches Hussein. The problem with Masi, Masi de San Okay. All right. So he started talking shit. Masi does not, if you do not make sense to me as a human being, I'm not going to listen to you. Okay. So the whole time he's trying to search Masi. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Masi is a straight dick. That's, that's annoying as hell. Okay. So then 
there was they searched me they searched all of us they found nothing else they, they were back they started talking shit in our face you know what are you doing here what are you in this neighborhood it wasn't even a bad neighborhood it was just it wasn't our neighborhood and it then, was we were not white enough to be in that neighborhood let's just put it that simple way simple as that simple as that okay and an old ass car too like no way like you guys look like tr- trouble so you probably are trouble listen exactly so turns around talking shit to our faces one guy is searching the car right all of a sudden they the, the, the cop in the back said something. I, I don't remember what it was. I just remember them asking to turn around, turn around again. So we turned around. We're looking at the wall. All of a sudden, he's like, ha, ha, ha. What is this? And then we all look back, and it was a crack pipe. Oh, and the first thing Masi said, we got all of our teeth. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, like, what the fuck up, man? What the hell is this? And we're, looking, we're all shocked, right? And he's like, look forward. And we look at the wall again. Have you ever felt a gun in the back of your head? No. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. I hope you never have that in your I life. I really hope not. But if you ever do, you will learn two things. Either it was going to give you this huge fear for the rest of your life, or it's going to give you this huge strength for the rest of your life. It's either or. There's no in between. So mm-hmm. it was the first time in my life I was a 16-year-old. I felt the tap of a gun at the back Fuck of my sake, fucking head. Man, are you serious? Right? The second I felt that tap, it's like, don't move. And I hit in the back of my head. Oh, my devil! <laughs> I started screaming. <laughs> the second I said that, all of them like, where's your wallet? Where's your ID? And I was like, back, back, back pocket. He took it out. He saw it. Everything went down. He's like, listen, we're going to let you go this time. And Master's like, yo, it's none of our shit. We never had that. La, 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 la. He was like, no, 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 no. He's like, I'm going to let you go this time. Either you leave right now or I'm going to get you in trouble. We were a bunch of kids. We jumped the car. We ran away. And you know jack shit about jack shit. If we were smart. You're trying to set you up. I don't, I, I don't know my strength as a diplomat that I could say, no, I would like to open an investigation into this because I think you're lying. I didn't know my strength yet. So I swallowed my pride and I took that hit and we ran off, right? We got in the car, we left. They gave, they're like, they leave right now, you have to leave the neighborhood. And we just jumped in and we just left. We never said a single word to anybody since that day. All right? So I was telling that story. I was like, that's one. Two. That's, that's a fucked up story. That is an extremely fucked up I'm story. I'm not done. By the way. No, two. No, okay. Two. Me, you met Abdul. Yeah. All right. Me and the homie. If anyone's in New York, go to Yemen and Said. It's on Atlantic Avenue in ha- Brooklyn. Happy Yemen Palace. Happy Yemen Palace. It's amazing. It's amazing. And look at Abdul and tell him Abdul loves you so much and he gives you the best hug in the world and you make out with him. <laughs> I'm going to get him in trouble. And get the lamb shack. <laughs> yeah. Get the Obviously, lamb shack. Amazing. Lamb shack. Mm. So Incredible. it was me and him. Okay. And Sid. Right. His brother. And we had Tony and Marcus. Also two brothers. Homes. Right. Okay. So you got two black guys, two African-Americans, and three Arabs in a car. And my car was, at that time, worth in the $30,000, $40,000 in the 90s as a, as a kid. Why do you have that? Okay. So a lot of cops that stopped me, they're like, you know, like, how do you afford this car? Yeah, he definitely stole it. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, we're sitting in the car. We're having a conversation. We're laughing. We just went to see, I don't remember what movie we saw. It was some dumbass movie. And usually late at night, we would hang out in front of the cinema and have conversations. Or we jump in my car, we have conversations. Or we go park out of anywhere. We just have conversations. So we're having conversations. So I so I so I so All of a sudden, six cop cars. Every single angle. We get out. I understood. Okay. Bunch of guys sitting inside, uh, what's the name? A car in the middle of the night. You'd be suspicious. You don't need six cops for that, bro. Ma alena. Okay. Six cop cars. Ma alena. Ma alena. I understand. I understand. I'm not telling you it's right. I'm telling you I understand. 
They come, they take us out of the car. The at that time my license plate was diplomatic, so they knew damn well not doing for me. All right. Okay. But I'm gonna tell you how I felt. The cop comes, takes all our IDs, sees my ID, sees the car, asks me who I am, I tell them who I am. It gives me back all my shit like, real quick. Why? Because they don't want to deal with the State Department. Mm. They don't want to deal with the embassy. Mm. And like, you know, this is like, we're doing a bunch of bullshit here. This is not worth me, the paperwork. Mm. So he gives me all my papers back and stuff like that. I'm sitting, I'm just minding my own business. And then he gets everybody out. And he's like, look at here. This was the first time. I'm going to tell you all. I'm, I'm going to say it. He's like, what are two niggas and three sand niggas doing together? Fuck. This is the first time in my life I heard the word sand nigga. Right? And I didn't understand what's going on. So I'm looking at Marcus, man. Fuck Marcus. I love you, bro. <laughs> he watches this. I'm like, Marcus, I was like, yo, what's the sand nigga? He's like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what? This was the, the first shit. time. Shit. And at this time, like I knew who I was and I knew that I could talk back and ask questions politely. So I was like, excuse me. Sir. That's insulting. What did you call me? And he was like, first off, get in your car and get the hell out of here. They're staying here. I got in my car. I was like, you know what? Again, my father watching this, he'll tell he he, he will agree with me. I'm, I was a huge you were dumbass. Okay, you were difficult. <laughs> Don't put it that way. I got in my car. I was like, no, I'm not leaving my home. I got out. I was like, they were in my car and you pulled us out. Why did you pull us out? Why did you get me out of my car? Now, I want to ask you the question about me. Why are you getting me out of my car? And why did you want to search my car and then you stopped? I'd like an explanation from you. It was, I think, seven cops or eight cops. And they're looking at each other. And they're like, you know what? We're not going to deal with this bullshit today. All of you have to get out right now and leave. We got in and we left. Now, I'm going to tell you the third story. And it was with this homie who's a Democrat. Right? I'm not going to mention his name. We were racing. I think you already did. The beginning of the- no, no. Uh, trust me. It's not his okay. name. <laughs> okay? okay. Me and him, we used to go racing. I wish my brother Brahim was here. He'll tell you the story. I almost killed my brothers once. My parents don't know this yet. <laughs> yeah, don't tell them, bro. <laughs> yes. I really love that story because there's a lot of things to that story, but my brother's not here. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm. So we used to go racing all the time, me and him. So one day we installed some things on my car in the garage, and then we took it out for a test drive. And it was snowy. We had, there was this huge parking lot that was empty, right? And we were doing donuts. We were just drifting. Okay. There was nothing, this light poles, and we just sliding through everything. Okay. The exhaust was so loud. It was a loud ass night. Okay. Cop comes, pulls over, another cop comes from out of nowhere, another cop from everywhere. They come out. Who was driving? Chris was driving my car. Okay. All right. His name is not Chris. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. I need to give him some white boy name. I don't know what to give him. So let's stick with Chris for a minute. Okay. So he's driving. He comes out. They, they pull us over. The cop just comes straight to my face. Give us your IDs and so on. They're looking at the place. They're looking at Chris. They're looking at me. I'm giving my ID. He looks at it. He looks at Chris. Pulls Chris to the side. And he has a, a good like 10 minute conversation with him. Right? Why you're here. Why you're with this guy. Yada, yada. And keep in mind, I don't live in no like redneck state. <laughs> no, I lived in Virginia. <laughs> all right? Mm -hmm. This was a good state. Anyway, all Arabs in Virginia will understand this. Mm -hmm. So he comes back. Chris comes back. I was like, what's going on? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right, okay. Inside the car, cops comes. All right, you guys had a lot of fun tonight. Did you? Like, yeah, we did. So I was like, all right, enjoy yourself, but you need to be safe. Now go home. Enjoy yourself. I'm not done. We go home. Enjoy yourself. All is done. All is good. Two, three weeks later, I'm coming home late at night. All right. I wasn't speeding. I was just going home. 
I'm minding my own damn business, and I remember what song I was playing at that time. It was it was when when Tupac was Tupac, right? I was listening to All Eyes on Me, and I was heading back home. Okay. And all she's lights right behind me. All eyes on you, son. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay. Pulls me over. It's the same cop, right? He's like, hey. I'm like, oh, hi. Uh, sir. Hello, uh, how are you doing? He's like, he's like, oh, license on your street. There you go. I was like, remember you stopped me and my friend last time? Like, no, I remember. You sit in the car. Goes. Comes back. He's like, I'm going to give you a warning for noise pollution. And uh, we're going to forward it uh, to the... Uh, I'm not going to say what's the process, but there's a process to it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to send it to that process. I was like, but for what? He's like, you were speeding. I was like, you just told me noise pollution. He's like, I didn't get you on the speeding, but I'm going to get you on the noise. I was like, sir, you pulled us over three weeks and it was the same car. And when that dude was driving, you had no problems with him. Why is it a problem today? He's like, well, because it is today. Because it is today. Yes. What a fucking answer. See how you have to swallow your pride? Talk about a piece of So shit when I'm talking answer. to this asshole, I'm telling him like, yo, man, I'm, I'm, let's, let's stick with Chris. I'm like, Chris, you don't understand what the fuck people go around you. I'm like, you own people that went to high school with you. You don't understand how they feel. It's called privilege, bro. We understand it's yeah. privilege. He but, but it's a, it's Yeah, but it's a good conversation to have. So I was like, in my hopes and dreams that you all fall apart. That's not my hopes and my dreams. I was like, we saw what you guys have been trying to do to all of us throughout the whole fucking Obama administration. We understand we're not dumb. And you guys trying to do a second round? Uh, this time we're all going to be ready for you compared to before when you're just being assholes spreading, hey, the youth needs to stand up and live for each other. And then you let people, look what happened. Look at what you guys did to Libya. So I'm going to leave that on you so you can understand it. Nothing. Like I didn't say shit. You don't understand the world. I understand the world. I know how the world should be shaped. Yeah, that is called the liberal white savior complex. <laughs> that is when they think. You know, it's funny that you mention it. I was I was reading this tweet yesterday, and this guy he was talking about this book called the 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 history of the two Indians, right? And like all the nasty ass shit, you know, that original natives had to put up with when like the original the first white man, right? And he asked the question in the book. He's like, the "White Indian, man 1.0? White man 1.0, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, and it's, it's let's add some losing to this Turks. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The <laughs> Renaissance man, the original Renaissance, the man. original Renaissance like, man, the original Renaissance man showed up in the in the, in the old world, in the new world, <laughs> and he's like, "Hmm, them savages here." Mm. So, and the question was was such a good question. He's like, "So, dear reader, having described all of these stories that have happened, what do you see here? Do you see?" a civilized people discovering savages or do you see uh, a, a bunch of a bunch of civilized people happening happening to have a bunch of savages come across them mm. because when you think that you are right and when you think that you know better and when you think that you understand something and you don't really contextualize your place in the world and your privilege, privilege in the world and where you came up and where you grew up and what you had behind you blinders bro Blinders, literally blinders, just like this guy. Exactly. Yeah. We know you don't know. We see you don't see. And, and the, when he was telling me this, he was like, listen, we've proved to the world that our system works. I was like, Black Lives Matter, homie. I'm going to just tell you that. Tell me how you fix that. Tell me how you fix that since back in the day, you still haven't done shit about it. But you're coming to preach to me about human rights and all this bullshit? What the fuck are you doing? Bro, I'm glad that they actually have a nice slogan for it now, but the problems are going on for like, 
yeah. a good 200, yes. 300 years. Yes, and it's not going to go anywhere. They're not going to solve it. And it's still going to look abroad. But I found it very interesting. Let's step away from that for a second. I found it very interesting talking to an old friend of mine and seeing how this is not him today. This was him from before. I just didn't notice it. Uh, the caucasity of it. <laughs> the, uh, this is going to be the name of the episode. The utter, <laughs> oh, the caucasity. <laughs> the utter fucking caucasity of it. <laughs> Swear to God, man. Oh, man. I don't want to give you guys in this mood. And that's what it is, bro. That's just like. Motherfucker said, we're going to keep it late this episode. Yeah. Wow. And then wow. he ended up giving you, like, the times I almost died. <laughs> you know, the time I literally had weapons pointed. I had over. that conversation yesterday, right after you left. For real? Yeah, it was right after left. I I was watching Saud's Insta Live and then I finished, and then I was doing something. Bro, Shukala, something I was good, but uh, <laughs> what's him? I was watching something. Then I, I I saw him pop up, and I was like, "Yo, how you doing?" He's like, oh, "I'm doing well." I was like, "You got amazing." I got amazed. And then we just did a live chat. Real Pass quick. along a message to the homie Chris. I am not passing along okay. any messages. Tell He's him, watching this by t- the way. Tell them <laughs> to focus on their, on their own shit. Y'all got problems, bro. <laughs> Fix your own problems. Look in house. The fuck alone. Look inside your own house, homie. Your house is messed up. Your house got trash and paint and fries all over. <laughs> you know. Unification. Well, anyways, I love you guys. Thank you for being here. This is gonna be the last time we talk to each other. Oh man, good stories. Uh, if you guys want to hear more stories about my childhood, sucks for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're go, gonna be lucky to hear it. Go get a lamb shank from Happy Yemen Palace. Yes. Right, shout out to Yemen Said. Uh, shout out to Abdul Said. By the way, I'm gonna tell you a story about Said about Yemen Said real quick. So I was talking to Said a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me, "Yo, man, these pigs are on us about the cops, right? <laughs> okay. These pigs are on us. They're always looking at us, son. And I'm not worried about them. I see nobody's son, New Yorkers. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> all right. I'm like, all right. I'm like, cool, cool. He's like, yo, these pigs, I got them. I grill them all day, all day, son. <laughs> I'm like, isn't your brother a cop? He's like, yeah, he's a pig too. <laughs> <laughs> they are pigs. Like, <laughs> he's like, wait, no, no, wait, wait. Let me take it back. My brother, is a detective. He's trying to solve the problem between the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> he detects the problem. He smells the grease. Anyways, thank you for joining us. Peace. Peace. Yeah, you want anything? Let's go. Peace.